Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I were to be searching for a chef, I'd look for a chef where? In a kitchen. If I were to be searching for a doctor, where would I find him? In a hospital. If I were to be searching for a teacher, then I'd find her or him in a school. If I were to be searching for a king, somebody say a king, then I would expect to find him in a castle or a palace. However, the king that I'm going to talk to you about this morning is not just any old king. He is the king of kings. And if we search for this king, you're not going to find him in a castle and you're not going to find him in a palace. But you have to search him out in the hearts of over 2.3 billion Christians all around the world who lift up praises and worship to the king of kings. We're talking about Jesus this morning. a very unique king in that he serves a dual role in our lives, especially for those that call themselves Christians. He serves as a lamb and he also serves as king. Are you following me? Upon his arrest, Jesus is taken to Herod and between Herod and uh, Pilate, they were going back and forth with Jesus as they were trying to assess what charges, uh, what charges they could kind of um, 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 come up with, because everything was pointing to this man being innocent. So, out of John chapter eighteen, verse thirty-three to thirty-eight, there goes your first cluster of verses. <laughs> then Pilate went back into his headquarters and he called for Jesus to be brought to him. This is the question that Pilate is asking Jesus. He said, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, man, listen to this. Is this your own question or did others tell you about me? Little smart, little smirky. Uh, You're arrested, shackled up. All right. And he responds, Pilate responds, am I a Jew? Pilate retorted, your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. What did he say? were my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders but somebody say but But. my kingdom is not of this world so that we have two things here hold that hold that there we have two things here his kingdom is not an earthly kingdom and his kingdom is not an earthly kingdom not of this world. He says, the next one, Pilate says, so you are a king? 
Jesus responded, yeah, you say I'm a king. Actually, this is what Jesus responds. I, I was born and I came into the world to testify to the truth. You got to follow all who love the truth recognize that what I is true. And then, of course, Pilate responds, what is truth? So to give this banter between these two figures of authority a deeper consideration, I want you to hear this. I want you to intently listen to this, these two questions that are going on here. Number one, Jesus said, all who love the truth recognize that what I say is truth. Pilate asked, what is truth? So what would the answer be? What is truth? Pilate is saying, what is truth? Jesus said what? Who said that? You going, you, you get, who said that? I'm sorry, I can't, is that Zipporah? Zipporah, you're going to get, Zipporah, you're going to see George Burgos, he's going to give you $200. Just go claim it after the service, you're going to give $200, because you got the answer right. <laughs> and Tony's like, I told you, baby, this was a good choice to come out here this Easter. <laughs> Jesus said that truth is what comes out of his mouth. Now the scene here is real impressive and I want you never to forget what I'm about to tell you. And the reason that this is impressive is that you have few, but if not just this one moment in history in scripture where the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven are represented here in one place. And they're discussing jurisdiction is what they're, they're, they're having a conversation. To get a better, clear, a, a better picture of this, a clear picture, Colossians chapter 1, 13, 14. Here we go. For he has rescued us. He has rescued us. He has rescued us from the kingdom of and transfer so he rescues you from and he transfers you to into the kingdom of what his dear son is there another verse after that one no okay coming to Jesus transfers you from somewhere to somewhere let me say that again Coming to Jesus just doesn't just doesn't say that you, you you are now a Christian and now you come to church and now you're going to heaven. No, that, that's not that's not all coming to Jesus is about. He is transferring you from somewhere to somewhere. Are, are you getting that? You were in darkness, and from the moment you come to Jesus, He transfers you from that kingdom into His kingdom, the kingdom of light. Yeah, you can clap for that. Thank you. However, many, many Christians still live stuck in a place that they were transferred from. You don't come to Jesus to remain in the same place. You know how you gauge an immature Christian? 
How do you know and point out an immature Christian? You follow the stench of their diaper. Very, very few toddlers are uncomfortable with a soiled diaper. For those that are parents and have experienced being parents, grandparents remember this as well. The kid can run around all day with that stuff in the back. And they're okay with it. Why? Because it's warm. And it's stinky and smelly, but it's theirs. Unfortunately, that is the life of many Christians. You have been transferred out of darkness, but you like the smell, you like how it feels, and you remain there. Yeah, think about that the next time. 1 Peter chapter 2, 9-11. You are not like that. Listen to what, this is, this is the Apostle Peter, he's speaking, he's writing this letter, he goes, you, you are not like that, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You are a holy nation. God's very own possession. Next. As a result, you can, you can, you can, come on, you can what? Show who? Show others the goodness of God. Being a Christian is not about coming to church, but it's about telling others about the goodness of, by the way we live. By the way we conduct ourselves, by the way we do marriage, by the way we do parenting, by the way we do our finances, by the way we do business, by the way we do friendship, by the way we do life. Amen. Telling others about the goodness. Not just coming to church. For he called you what? He called you what? Out of darkness and what? Into his wonderful light. Continue. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are what? God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you receive not just any mercy, but you receive God's mercy. Man, that is good news. Dear friends, I warn you as what? You are what? Temporary residents and foreigners. I'm an American. No, you're a foreigner. not allow politics to dictate the terms of your walk with God. Oh, I'm Boricua, what are you Don't let a Puerto Rican festival come around, a flags that come out and boom, you just, Boricua comes out of them. Mexicans don't act like you don't do it too, because y'all, alright? So proud of our heritage and, and you are a temporary resident. You are a foreigner of this world. They'll never forget that. To keep away from what? Worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. There's a description there of the enemy that wars against you. It's worldly. Somebody say worldly. A great price was paid for your freedom. To still be in the same stuff. Great price was paid for you to still be wearing that smelly diaper. How, how did Jesus do this? How did Jesus pay a price for our freedom so that we're still living in a rut? 
what is the legal tender or the currency that legalizes the transaction between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light? What is it? That's that verse 14 that you guys were looking for in the back. It's right here. Who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Jesus bought you. He purchased you. You cost Jesus something. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Sayani, I know I'm moving fast back there. I know I'm moving fast. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. For God bought you with a what? With a what? A high price. So you must honor God with your body. What was the price? It was a high price. But what is the price? We already know it was high. Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 through 15. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 12 through 15. With his with his own blood, not the blood of goats and cats, he entered the most high place. Huh? Huh? Once. Once for Do you know what that means? Your sins yesterday, your sins today, your sins tomorrow. Once for all. Are you listening to that? This is his math. This is his arithmetic. This, this is how he does. It's once for all. Do you know that many Christians can't wrap their head around, around that? So they live in guilt Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. He entered the most holy place once and for all and he secured our redemption for a season. Continue. Under the there was a what? Mitch, there was a what? Old system. Mitch is like, stop it. There was an old system. Many Christians today in 2020 are still living under the old system. He said, under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls uh, and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from the ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more. Somebody say how much more. Come on, say it louder. It's Easter. Say it louder. How much more. The blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. I come here on a Sunday. Listen, I don't come in here to continue to repent and ask for forgiveness. I come in here to already just worship him because my sins have already been forgiven yesterday, today, and on. That's why I worship. That's why I sing. That's why I wave my hands. That's why I stomp my feet. That's a good reason. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice perfect sacrifice uh, other versions use the word propitiation that means there is no blemish there is no stain it is perfect listen as a perfect sacrifice for our sins is there more that is why he is the one who mediates who mediates who mediates not the pastor not the prophet not the apostle not the teacher not the evangelist who does it Jesus. don't ever forget that 
why he is the one who mediates and what does he mediate it's a new covenant there was an old one there's a new one in place between God and people so that all who are called can now do what receive the eternal inheritance that God has promised them is there something else first Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sin they had committed under that first covenant Jesus made it a point to emphasize this When he sat with his disciples, he made it a point to share during Passover meal. He spoke briefly about this. Remember, on Friday night we spoke about this as well. Dur during during um, communion, Good Friday, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24. You, you got to check this out because Jesus is talking to us. This is why we take communion. There was a communion cup I had here somewhere. But did someone take it away? You're always interrupting the flow of the way I do things. And you do this at home. When I leave my shoes in a certain place, you move my shoes. And, and you move my sh And I want my shoes there for a specific reason. And, and you move them, and then it makes me work harder. And, and you saw how much time we... <laughs> Philip, you gotta put your foot down early, man. It's 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. And she's still doing that to me. 32? We had communion on, on Friday and and, and during communion, I wanted everybody to participate. I want children to participate. I want to, regardless of where you stand, regardless of where your walk is, if you come to Scarlet, know that this church, you're all going to participate. We want everyone to participate, regardless of, listen, and, 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 and we talked and we emphasized how, how Jesus did not turn away Judas, even though he knew Judas' heart and where Ju what Judas was about to do. And if he didn't turn away Judas, who am I to turn anyone away for whatever in your life? Come and sit at the table. There will always be a place for you. And, and Jesus is talking about this new covenant. Jesus, he, he takes the bread and, and this is my body and remember this. But I also want you to remember, I want you to remember when you drink, when you drink this, when you drink it, remember the new covenant in my blood. And he gave, I'm sorry, uh, verse uh, verse uh, 24 to 25 and he gave thanks to God for it and then he broke it into pieces and he said this is my this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me next in the same way then he takes the cup of wine after the supper saying this is the cup is, is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement that is confirmed with what this is why we do this when we do communion it's, it's remembering this However, many churches will sit there and remind you of your guilt, the sin in your life. Death will come upon you <laughs> if you drink it in an unworthy way. Take this time right now, pray and repent. You sinners going to hell. The high price of his blood. This is what the 
Jesus reminds us of. A new covenant. I don't partake of this communion to be cleansed. I don't, I don't drink and I don't, I don't drink of the cup to be, to be made right or to live guilt-free. But I take communion to remember Jesus and the cost. Romans chapter 3, verses 25 to 26. God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God. When are they made right with God? When they what? Believe that Jesus sacrifices. That's when you're made right. I need to fast and pray and do the warfare. Listen, I, I, I got, I'm going to tell you, there's no amount of warfare that you can ever do that compares to the mighty blood of Jesus. And he said, when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Next, this sacrifice, which sacrifice? The shedding of blood. Shows that God was being fair when he held back and he did not punish those who spin. I'm sorry, who sin in time past. Did I say spin? Just getting so dramatic. This sacrifice shows, for he was looking, he was looking what? He was looking what? He was looking what? He was looking what? Ahead and including them in what he would do in the present time. Do you see how he works? And sometimes when we read scripture, we're so we're, we're 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 so literal, even in sequence of time. And as we're reading things, we're so chronological. We're reading it. God's just already ahead of us. He's thinking about that moment, but he's also moving and operating on what's happening ahead of us. What does he do? God did this to demonstrate His righteousness, for He Himself is fair, just, and He declares sinners to be right. He declares what? To be what? To be what? To be what? Where? Man, you got to take that in. He makes you right in his sight. Not in the sight of your mama, your grandma, your your daddy, your pastor. Listen, you can fool me. You can fool me. But it's his sight. It's his eyes. He says he makes you right. You're right in his eyes. That's grace. What a mercy that is. That is God's. That's why we're singing the songs that we're singing. John chapter 1, 29. We're almost getting to the tail end, guys. It's not out there. The next day, John saw Jesus. He saw Jesus. And he sees Jesus walking towards him. And he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of Mexicans. I wasn't racist. I was just saying the sins of the sins of, of Puerto Ricans, the sins of whites, the sins of blacks, and the, the right. You were not expecting that when they caught you off guard. He went from <laughs> he takes away the what the sin of what the of the what of the, of the world. 
The resurrection of Jesus is vital to our faith. Not just because he, he dies and on the third day he is raised from the dead and goes to heaven, but because out of John 18, 37, John 18, 37, all who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. So the empty tomb for us all ought to serve as a constant reminder that Jesus is who he said he is. Remember, he said to the kingdom of darkness, as he is speaking to Pilate, he said, those that love truth, they recognize that what I say is truth. And Jesus said, I'm going to die. And the third day, I will come back. That empty tomb for us is that constant reminder that what he said is truth. And this ought to encourage us this morning because if what he said is true, then the empty tomb isn't the end of the story. Now let me say that one more time. The empty tomb isn't the end of the story. There is more. Tell your neighbor, there is more. The empty tomb reminds us that we are living in a timeline of his return. Acts chapter 1, verses 6, Jesus resurrects. He spends some time. There are about 500 people that he had come in contact with. They had seen him. They touched him. They walked with him. He ate with them. He spent time with them. And now he's about to ascend into heaven. And right before he does that, he does one last uh, mic drop. And he said... When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him. Listen to what they kept asking him. Because here we are in 2022 and we're still asking the very same question. What is that question? They kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? Next. He replied. Please pay attention to this. He replied. Can you read this out loud with me, this line? The Father alone has authority to set those days and times. Stop. Who alone? God. Has what? The authority. To set what? Next. And they. No, 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 no. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> they are not. Did you see that video, Pastor, that's circulating around now? It's about the end of the world. We cracked the code. <laughs> we cracked it. Sell everything. Don't sell it. Give it to me. I'll take it. Crack the code. I'm going to this conference and that conference. What are you guys going to They're going to talk about the end of times. They're going to figure it all out. There's a Hebrew word and a Greek word and a Latin word. And if you put them together, whoa, the beast, the mark of the beast. And did you see the chip? The following here. I'm going to tell you right now, stop sending me your dumb videos. Stop it. I don't want them. I don't want them. Don't send them to me. Do yourself a favor and do me a greater favor. Stop sending me those dumb videos. Jesus, the son of God, go back. I'm sorry, no, no, stay there. He said, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They're not for you to know. Yeah. 
Look, some of y'all deleting right now. I see y'all. <laughs> tag, tag them. You better tag me. Sending me all this nonsense. Get your life together, man. Fix your marriage. <laughs> Work on your children. Yes. Trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. I said that in Spanish, so if y'all I mean, I don't know what that word is, that's on. Stop it. And then he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my what? What's he want you to be? He wants you to be witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. Stop telling the word about your conspiracy theories. Tell people about his goodness. Everywhere you go. He said in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Next. After saying this, he was taken up into into a cloud while they were all watching and they could no longer see him. Next. Ten. As they strain to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Eleven. And then this is what they said. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Continue. Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday. Somebody say, but someday. Come on, get excited about that. Say, someday. He will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Our role here on earth is not to go around the world with these theories and these dumb conspiracy theories of when the world is going to end and who the Antichrist is. Who the Antichrist is. Fix your credit. Forget about Antichrist. So simple stuff to life, man. I'm telling you. Lord, Pastor, I'm just praying for that house. Praying for the house. Praying for... Fix your credit, mommy. Just go fix your credit. Work on it. You got to work on it. I'm not being condescending, guys. I'm just saying that we, you know, as, as, as religious people sometimes, we, we, we get so off. And it's because we're supposed to be swooped away, taken away to heaven. And we don't have to worry about nothing. And, and if you name it, you can claim it. And it's yours. And you call it. It's going to come. All of this stuff. And, and Jesus says, I want you to be a witness. angels the, the angels said why are you looking up don't look to heaven your, your, your assignment is here on earth stop trying to escape earth you are in an you are on an assignment because you were transferred out of darkness into the kingdom of light and you are to be his witness to everyone around to tell them about Jesus I used to be somewhere and now I'm somewhere else Stop tagging me with those YouTube videos, please. We are to be witnesses of this empty tomb. And what's the proof? Because Jesus said it. And if Jesus said it was going to rise, he was going to rise after the third day of being dead, he said he was coming back. He told the disciples, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to leave you another advocate. 
And then and he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. And, and, and he said, I'm, going, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm building something. For wherever I am, you're going to be with me. Yes. Nothing speaks louder than our very own stories. Nothing speaks louder than our very own stories. Where's Luis? Bring Luis on his tricycle over here. He's on his way. Oh my goodness. Turn on your headlights, puppy. Come on, come on, come on. There you go. He proposed that we collect the offering this way. There's a basket in front of him. Collect the offering. But, but, but listen, his, his life, his story in the life of others matters more to God than any of my messages here on a Sunday to just you guys. But he goes out into the world and he tells them about how God has restored him. You know, he was, he was in, um, you were in Afghanistan when you were calling me. Was it Afghanistan? Kuwait. Okay, correct me because I don't know. Everything to me is the same. I don't know. I'm not a military guy. So it's Kuwait. And he was there. And I remember he called me. He goes, PJ, I got about 40 guys and they're all here. And they all want me to pray and I don't know what to do. And I say, hey, man, I'm in Delaware. You're there. You tell them about Jesus. I know, but I'm not a pastor. Say, you, yes, you are. <laughs> Everywhere you go, you're a minister. Tell them about your story. Tell them about how unhappy you used to be. But then Jesus came into your life and he changed it. And now you're no longer the same. But then this same story, this same story is echoed in the joy and the happiness of his wife. Because she can say, I love my husband and I see God in my husband. Bethe, Bethe, go have a seat, go, because you're going <laughs> to... Where's William? Where's Will? Come on, come on, Bishop William. Come here, man. You get up on stage. We ain't, you ain't got no little tricycle. I just... I, there's no other sermon that I could ever prepare that, that tells a better story that than, than this guy just just a, just a few weeks ago we were baptizing and and I, I was I had to succumb in emotion just to see this guy in there being dunked because it's he 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 loved God he just didn't like church and is that is that kind of religion he didn't like religion I, but he loved, he liked God and we often got into conversations but that's where it stayed and in, and in less than in less than just a few weeks, this man's life has just gone from boom to wow. And, and listen, yeah, you should clap for that. He what? He got a diaper. Oh, he got he took that diaper off. Yo, that's good. I forgot I taught that. That was mine. You were listening. <laughs> Like diaper, <laughs> but listen. But in all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, you know, um, do do we have a um, where's? Can we get a microphone? Stay right there. 
And, and do we plan to do this? Nope. He's like, I'm going to get you later. <laughs> and I'm about to hit this button, and no microphone is ever muted here. No. Any microphone I turn on. It's going to have reverb? Mm -hmm. It'll sound holy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and, and William, without having to give details, you don't have to give details, could you share briefly, look, see? <laughs> see what I'm saying? That's my sister-in-law, yo. <laughs> <laughs> saying? Could you share briefly, without having to give details, we had, we had talked about um, where, where you were just a few weeks back, not a few weeks, it's almost a year now, before uh, the bare knuckles men's meet, where you were, what was going on, and then what happened. And just bring, bring can you bring us up to that point? Well, before we did the bare knuckles. Can you talk uh, into the mic? I'm not being disrespectful because right, right. you are a little right. bigger than I am, so I'm being very. <laughs> Y'all saw what happened where I'm not Chris David Rock, you know? Alright, before bare knuckles, about a, a little over a year. Yeah. Um, I was looking around for. Um, you ain't gotta give details. Okay. You just, you were just I was looking around for help and, you know, in different places and um, things just wasn't adding up in my life. So I was like, you know. I don't know what to do. So I'm, I told I told my wife that, that's my wife today, and told her like I'm looking for certain things. She like, well, keep looking. Maybe God got something going on. And one one Saturday night, she said to me, Oh, I'm about to go to bed. I'm going to church. I didn't go to church. So I was like, You know what? I'm going to church with you. And she was like, Yeah, all right. You don't never go. I'm like, I'm going to church. You know, came to came to church, and very at the end of the service, he said, All men calling out come to bare knuckles now be truthful because you said that nothing that i preach nothing did anything said. to you it was at the end did, did you hear that god listen nothing that i said during the whole message yeah, i wasn't nothing he said i didn't feel I, nothing yeah. but at the end of it he said any man want to come out come to bare knuckles I, I told her i said i'm going to that my, my reason for showing up here was just to hear that just to come on wednesdays and we did what about six of them yeah. Six Wednesdays a week, and I mean, this man just showed me a whole bunch of stuff that I was looking in the wrong place for. Because all you gotta do is look for Jesus, and He'll show you everything else. Get, get out! Of here. Get here! Get out of here! Get here! And then, and he, and he was just—he was—he was a boyfriend. That's what he was. He was just a boyfriend. God had a plan for him. As soon as soon as he met Jesus, and God made him into a husband, and, and not just any husband, but a godly husband, not perfect, but a godly one. And, and God is working with him, and it was beautiful because he was baptized just a few weeks back, and 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 then. And then uh, Pastor Jose said, hey, we're going to graduate you. you you're going to go in the back and you're going to do membership class. And now he was in the back making others members of this church. <laughs> Somebody celebrate Jesus in this place. Come on. I was somewhere and then I was moved to somewhere else. you to stand to your feet Jesus wanted us to go into the world and be his witnesses 
did you hear that? Everybody in this side, did you hear that? He said he wanted you to go into the world and be his what? Witnesses. This section over here, he wanted you to go into the world and be what? To be what, guys? To be what, guys? To be what, guys? Witnesses. To tell the world about his goodness, about his grace, about his mercy. All eyes closed in this place. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, come on, extend your hands into the heavens. Just extend them into the heavens. Regardless of where where you are in your walk. Regardless of where you are in your walk. Regardless. He qualifies you. He validates you. He ordains you. He sends you out into the world. He does this. No man, no church, no minister. He does it. Heavenly Father, I pray for every man, every woman, every child, every young person. Father, I pray right now that they are empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, to go into the world and tell the world about not just an empty tomb, but about your return. To tell them about their story, where they were once, but where they are now and where they're going ahead. Father, I pray right now that they could walk about, Father, into this world with a new, new boldness, Lord. To tell people about Jesus and tell them about their relationship. Unabashed, Lord. To tell them about their love for Jesus and what this love has done in their life. Father, I speak this right now into their lives that they leave here today, Lord, not in the same way, Father, but that they have been transferred out of darkness and into your marvelous light. I pray that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus in this place. Come on. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.